You're listening to Adventures of an Owner Girl, a Dry Brand Studio podcast. Behind every successful woman was a strong woman to help guide them. In today's episode, Nancy and I talk about who that woman was for her and the lessons she taught by example. Happy Women's History Month. We celebrated International Women's Day on social with a picture of you as a kid. So today, let's talk about the girl in the photo as well as the woman who influenced that little girl to become who you are now. Believe it or not, I love that photo of myself. It's probably the last one I've loved. But I was in kindergarten and you know, if you look at that photo now, my chin was up and my shoulders were back. And I look at that photo like, wow, did I know that then that I was going to do what I've done now? And so I really, it is one of my favorite photos. But then again, I try to remember how those portraits were at that time. And I think probably some mean old woman came and stuck my chin up and put my shoulders back. But part of what I wanted to talk about today is just that. Behind every successful woman, independent woman, I think there was a strong woman pushing their shoulders back and lifting their chin and saying, you go girl, you can do this, even as young as when you're in kindergarten. You know, and looking back, I'm thinking about my mother, of course. And my mother and I had one of those typical teenage mom relationships was not easy, but there is so much that I've learned from my mom and the way she was. She was, if I can say she was a total hard ass, that at a time when women weren't like that, you know, she, um, Went to college, which of course was, she was born in 1927, so it gives you an idea of the time period, World War II, the Depression. She went to college, she didn't get married and have babies right away, and I had, uh, she's full Italian, my grandmother's off the boat, and oh my gosh, did that cause my grandmother to shed tears, that her daughter wasn't going to leave high school, get married, and have a ton of babies. So my mother bucked that trend, first of all, went to college, graduated, and was not going to get married for a while because she truly, when I look back, she had glass ceilings to shatter. And so that um, that's what she was like. You know, she embraced the world as if it was hers. It was head down. Nothing's going to get in my way because I have an end goal and I want to achieve this. So what did she achieve after college? So she got the job as an executive secretary at a YMCA, loved that environment. And she put her head down and she worked her way through that organization. And my mother became the first female director of a YMCA, young men's. So there was no other woman director in the entire country. But that's what she wanted to do. She wanted to lead this organization. And then from there, she went on to go into other traditionally male-dominated fields. She was a PR person. So she became a PR director at a hospital. It was typically male-dominated. They were in, it was the advertising industry, the PR industry, communications industry back then was all male-dominated. But, you know, my mother, she just didn't care. She knew she was the best person for the job, and she just went for it. 
And she just catapulted through that proverbial glass ceiling because it just wasn't there for her. Were there any times in your life or career when your mom's influences helped you make a decision or just get through something? Were there ever instances when you thought, what would Barbara do? Yes, one major, major, major decision, and that was to um, buy my own business. That was totally influenced by my mom, without question. And with her, I had some reservations about stepping out of the comfort of earning a paycheck, somebody else taking that worry, right? And I knew I was going to get paid every week to, oh my gosh, I have the opportunity to buy my own business without question. The risk and the just jump and go for it came from my mother. And I always knew in the back of my mind, because my mother always had her own business, once she moved up to upstate New York, always had her own businesses and just jumped in and started. I knew I'd have my own business, but I always questioned whether I would be ready to take that risk. So that is the single most important decision I've made in my life when I had the opportunity to buy this business. And then since then, now it's a no-brainer to buy. You know, I bought the ice cream shop. I helped my husband start his recycling business. Now, once I got over that hurdle with my mom's push and what I learned from her, I would buy a business tomorrow and take the risk. Going back to your youth... Where was your mom during your milestones and what guidance or approval did she give you? So her, it's not where she was physically, it's the influence she had on me. My mother did not lead by being a cheerleader, she led by example. And again, I didn't realize that influence until now, reflecting, but I can remember like the very first time I stood on a chair to make an announcement That was my mother pushing me without her being in the room. I stood on a chair and I made an announcement to my, it was like my first communion class, and I thanked the teacher. You know, it was something that small but meaningful. And then I look at that moment, now I step on chairs all the time. So it was a confidence that she was breeding in me without realizing it, it maybe maybe she did realize it but when I go all the way back and I look at these milestone moments that I've had it was always pushing me always guiding me always approving of me without coming right out and saying it it was all of the things she was teaching me by example but what I've done I hope is evolve that so it's a little softer and more of the cheerleading aspect Rather than just, yeah, you want to go? Just go do it. Go do it. Make it happen yourself. That's the confidence. So one of the things that we, um, I hope I do, I really cheerlead and applaud and reward is initiative here. You know, I, I don't want to hold hands because everyone here at Drive has been hired for a reason because they're really smart people. I have a, a rule here, I always have, which is to hire people smarter than me. And every single time, I've only had a couple of trip-ups over the years, but every single person is smarter than me, so I know you can do it. Just go do it. I'll support you all the way. What do you need? What tools? And I'll cheerlead, and I'll pat you on the back, and I'll say, good job, but I know you can do it because I saw that in you when I hired you. So that's the evolution of where my mother was. 
How did your upbringing and having a mom who blazed her own path and defied the norm allow you to pursue the life and career you wanted for yourself? My mother, again, in this whole reflection, looking back on the what the wisdom my mother imparted on me by example, there are a number of things that I apply to primarily my career, my business choices. Um, and they are, don't let anything stand in your way. Truly, if you believe you can do it, or you should, never mind if, you should believe you can do it. Don't let anything stand in your way. I am always restless, like my mother was always restless because there's always a better way. You know, we can always do it a little bit more. That's a little restlessness. Um, my mother went in all the time. She never did anything halfway. She went all in. So I try to go all in. I commit, put my boots on the ground, and all in. She also, by taking risks and doing her own career, she was in control of her own destiny. That was my big motivating factor to buying my own business, was you can control your own destiny with your own business, right or wrong or good or bad. You could drive your destiny right into the ground, but the other side is you can control a really good destiny for yourself. We talked about the generosity of time and generosity of money. If you have it, share it. And if you don't have it, then time give back, look for mentors. She was always a good community citizen, always. And I try to be a good citizen in the community in which I am fortunate enough to work. So those are um, a few of the things that my mother, paving her own career, that I've taken in terms of paving my career. What are the ways you honor your mom and her womanhood in your life to shatter expectations yourself and carry on her values? She had really deep values. And a couple of them were like truth, telling the truth. My mother was a highly ethical person and the truth was so important to her and I that I try to lead this business and I try to lead my family or collaborate in my family with my husband, the truth is so important and to have ethics and to just be good, deeply be a good person. Um, my mother also was extremely generous. As hard-ass as she was, boy, if she had the money, she shared it. If she didn't have money, and there's a lot of times she didn't have money, um, she would give of her time. I don't mean time the same way that we've been giving of our time being emergency foster parents and that and going to Haiti and that kind of thing. My mother gave her time to other businesses and to um, business organizations. So she went all in, Chamber of Commerce, Professional Business Association. She became a real estate agent broker, very successful. She gave of her time to those organizations. My mother had lots of, she was busy in lots of areas. The areas that she had a passion for and she felt she could give back when she didn't have the money to just write a check. So in terms of being generous, I try to remember that. The two things, the truth and being a really ethical business person and family member and friend, 
but the generosity part too. And I've been in the same place my mother has been where we have just had no money at all, but can I give of my time? So that, I try to carry that on every single day. How can I give more? If I have the money, can I share it? If I don't have the money, how can I give more of my time, my expertise, or passion? How do you think your mom and being a woman in leadership influenced decisions you made as a business owner? I, I like to think I'm way different from my mother, but I that there's a lot of similarities. I used to watch the way she led her team. She had a she had a, a big team in multiple offices in this small rural area when she became a real estate broker. And um she was always compassionate, generous, fun. Oh my gosh, she was so much fun. And she used to make people laugh. And I think I try to emulate that. How I lead this company different from a man, that's really hard to answer today because I do like to believe that most of our counterparts, our colleagues, are way more evolved. Unfortunately, I have worked for very traditional, what I call a sitcom male boss, and what I took away from that is I'll never be like that. I don't care what it takes to get ahead, but I am not going to go back to be like some of my traditional male bosses. I did work for an organization who didn't have a lot of tolerance for having children or family, and they he just didn't believe it belonged in the workplace. <laughs> so you never talked about being a mom. You never talked about your kids never came to work. It just wasn't, it was like this taboo, this little black cloud. And I remember thinking to myself, if I ever get my own business, it will not be like that. It will not. The stress of work is bad enough. And then you add the stress of, oh my gosh, now I'm pregnant having a baby? How am I going to manage my career? Or I have a child and school's closed for a snow day? Oh my gosh, and I can't take a day off and we can't bring them to work. And that stress I was not going to do. So when I bought this business and then we moved into this space where now the first thing that we did was create a children's area and set the expectation that you can bring your children anytime. Children are welcome here. And that was a direct result of me working for a traditional man. I hate to say, oh, that sounded terrible. Anyway, back to then, that was something I said, I cannot be. No matter what I need to get ahead and succeed, I cannot be like that man I worked for. Were there any other challenging times in your career that you think might have been easier if you were a man in the same role? Yes. One time, I, with my second child, I was pregnant, and I had him, and my intent was to stay home for a good, you know, probably one to three months. And my the boss at the time said, fine, you can do that, but I'm going to put somebody else in your role. I made a decision that I wouldn't make today. Today, I would have quit my job. The decision I made at the time was to go racing back to work. I left him in the care of a babysitter because I was so afraid of losing my job. 
I would not make that decision today, first of all. Secondly, I would never, ever impose that choice on anyone. It showed a complete lack of value in um, me, in the job I did, and the value of family. I, yeah, so had that, yeah, that if I was a man, wouldn't have even been, because my wife would have had the baby, and the, I would have been at work the next day, would have been the expectation, too. There was no paternity leave. Oh, my gosh. Why do you think you felt compelled to go back after having a baby? Did you feel like you needed to prove something? There's a couple of reasons why I went back. Yes, there was. it was to prove that I was the right person for the job. And so I sacrificed my family to make that point. But it's also back to the lessons that my mother instilled in me. Is I had an obligation. I'm a hard worker. I can't stay at home when the expectation is for me to be at the office or be at work. My mother drove this sense of obligation and hard work and you never stop. She was a work, you know, the traditional workaholic, and I have to be really careful. I fell into that for a long time, and so that workaholic mentality was also why I went back. You know, the other thing about that, too, is that um, my mother's side of the family was Italian, and my grandmother was a master at Italian guilt. So all these years later, <laughs> I still have to overcome Italian guilt. But to my mom's credit, she always, I remember the line she always told me, no one can make you feel guilty but yourself. No one has that power over you. And remember I said my mother didn't impart a lot of lessons like that on me. So the one or two she did, I remember completely. Also never put anything in writing that you're going to regret is the other one. Um, and never go to bed angry. Those are the three I remember. But... Um, no one can impose guilt on yourself but you. You've been listening to Adventures of an Owner Girl. The music for this podcast is created by Soy B. You can find a link to their music as well as where to find us in this episode's description. This podcast is produced by Drive Brand Studio and hosted by me, Kian Duffy. Thanks for listening and see you next time.